0: I know that this is a soul union. Yeah. And that, and I think, you know, back to the piece about like when we are together, it makes the world a better place. And yeah. from the basic premise of the type of love that we give to one another is the type of love that the world needs.
1: Hello and welcome to the Sacred Remembering Podcast. The place for modern women who are waking up to the truth of who they are, with me as your host, Sarah Poet. Now if the word sacred is throwing you a little bit, that's okay. Have you had that moment as a modern woman where you went, wait, I left something of myself back there along the way? Well, if so, then you're already on a path of sacred remembering and you're actually in the right place. We know that modern women are rising, but we don't do it by fighting we do it by remembering who we are and standing in that truth and here in this space we remember together through stories and tools and curiosity and in doing so we bring forward the place of women in our modern world now let's begin I am so grateful for today's guest, Marisol Collette, for this conversation and for being here today. Marisol is a personal stylist and psychotherapist who has married her expertise in fashion and personal identity with her decade-long plus career working and teaching in the field of trauma healing. Through her business, Soul Reflection, one word, S-O-L, Marisol engages clients from the heart helping them to refine their image to create life-changing results. Marisol's background as a therapist allows her to bring a level of consciousness that is not incorporated in traditional styling, which ultimately helps you align your style to your soul. And in addition to running Soul Reflection, Marisol co-hosts a podcast with her husband, Adam, called Reading Aloud. Reading Aloud is a podcast where the creative, emotional, and hilarious aspects of relationship communication are explored in real time by a real couple through quirky and intuitive conversation. You can find and subscribe to Reading Aloud on Apple, Spotify, or anywhere you get your podcasts, and I totally recommend that you do. Hi, Marisol. Hi, Sarah Poet. Welcome to the Sacred Remembering Podcast. Thank you for having me. Yeah, I'm having you back because we had one (laughs) recording that didn't work. So thank (laughs) you for coming back twice.
0: Absolutely. It is my (laughs) pleasure to get to have double the amazing conversation with you.
1: Double the amazing. That was our our rehearsal. But I totally love divine timing. So I'd love to tell a little story about what we're going to talk about. And then the timing. And, and then I'm super excited to dive in with you. So when I first started the podcast, you were one of the first people that I asked. And I sent out this list of like, what do you want to talk about? And what you do for a living is something I would love to have you share with the, the audience. But you sent me a message back that said, I want to talk about soul union. And I want to talk about how I finally knew to choose differently and i was all lit up and i was like what she wants to talk about that i want to know what she has to say and i said i want to have this conversation with you right now but at that time we couldn't do it for another six weeks or something and so we recorded and and so the first conversation i was in the process of choosing differently really recognizing my pattern choosing differently the and then when we had the podcast recording first time I was starting a relationship that I was like, I think I'm really choosing differently here. And now I'm like, I am so glad I chose differently. Like here we are, you know, two months later or something. And I'm like, yes, that was such a good decision. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah so so something about, yeah, maybe this conversation is an activation as well. But yeah, so <laughs> yes, hell yes to choosing differently.
0: Yeah,
1: that's all union. Yes. So welcome.
0: (laughs) Yes. Well, of course, I want to dive into all the details, but maybe we'll save that for a coffee date some other time. Yeah,
1: yeah, exactly. So, so for the listeners, let's introduce you and what you're passionate about and what you do in the world. Um, And then let's talk about your union, (laughs)
0: Yeah. Well, it's interesting to be having this conversation in 2020 versus when we had it before, which was at the end of 2019, because a lot has really shifted. And I would say Uh the major thing that has shifted is clarity about where I want to be putting my energy. So I'm a Gemini, I'm an extrovert, I'm spunky, passionate, I'm a seven on the Enneagram with an eight wing. So I've got like FOMO and power and fun and challenge and all this stuff in my like sphere. And and um, Scorpio Moon for those listening who care. So I'm emotional and really tuned in in an intuitive way. But it's interesting because, you know, last year, I don't know that I would have said exactly what I'm doing is exactly what I'm doing now. And it hasn't actually been that long, but it's become really clear that, and now even more so includes this component of soul union. So Last year, it was a lot of my solopreneur stuff. And this year, it really is a lot about the work that I'm doing with my Mm -hmm. partner, with my husband, Adam. And... You know, it's becoming more uh, clearer and clearer that, like, what we do together is high priority up in the world with, like, mm-hmm. our big impact, along with what I do, which I'll just say briefly, and it was probably talked about a bit in my bio. But, you know, I do therapeutic image consulting, uh, aka, I am the fashion therapist. So I help people find a personal style that is truly in alignment with their soul. So, personal style that feels good, that not only looks good, but it feels good. It it embodies you to be the most powerful version of yourself so that when you get out in the world, you know, what you're wearing is really beside the point. You just feel amazing. And of course you look amazing. So it helps feeling amazing. So yeah.
1: And I I just want to like plug right there, (laughs) your work and, you know, Marisol was the the inspiration behind the TEDx outfit that I wore. And then so many of my photos, you also, uh, your energetics are, are in there and inspiration. And so you definitely changed my relationship with color, my relationship with my clothes, my relationship with how I feel in my body in my clothes since leaving my school career. So that's a awesome. reflection on Instagram. Y'all like find her. She's amazing. Okay.
0: Thank you so much. I, I do have to say, <laughs> your name has already come up in our household once today because I was looking up um, some looks from the Grammys, and this guy Christian, who won Project Runway, did this amazing half and half for this man. He did half pinstripe suit, half big beautiful pink dress. This man's wearing both parts, and he's like, "Oh, you have to show this to Sarah Bow." And it's like nice. divine masculine and the divine feminine in a freaking outfit. It's nice.
1: It's awesome. Nice. Awesome. I'll look it up. (laughs) So, yeah. So
0: what, but but the other part of what I do is, and it's becoming deeper and deeper as I work with my spouse, we have this podcast called reading aloud and, you know, we say it in our intro. It's like what we talk about, why we talk about and how we talk about it. But, um, and we kind of emphasize the, how we talk about it, which is really what we're doing on the podcast is demonstrating how to talk to a each other how to be in communication with your loved one in a way that is fun freeing but also can go deep as it needs to go so that there are so that you're having open honest dialogue and it's also a conversation starter so we're not experts although we have a great capacity for communication and for understanding deeply we're not experts and so we are actually um, inviting folks basically into conversation starters that you then take back to your own uh, relationships and in your own own communities, so that work has really, really taken off. Just in the last, hmm. what is it? It's like January seventy fourth. I mean, it's yeah. I care, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's going off. fast for me. It's going slow for you. Oh, very. it's taken off yeah. in the last three weeks in a big way.
1: Wow, amazing. Okay, so if you're not listening to this podcast reading aloud, um, yeah, I listened to a lot of it this fall. And you all were sharing really, really intimate details of your lives, which I love the deep dive. And you know, it was it was so impactful. Um, I, we know I love you. I love you, and you're spunky and like that, the fiery with the watery underneath. I'm just like, yes, all about you. And then I got to know your husband. And I've never met him in person, but I got to know him through listening to this podcast, and just like he blows your heart open. He just, (laughs) yeah, he's so, um, present and yeah. So maybe, yeah, I mean, he blows all of our hearts open, you know, just listening. I was like listening in an airport, um, listening to him talk about being there for you and like wanting to know how your experience was feeling. And I was, yeah, brought to tears, like in the airport, like, yes, this is the demonstration of the sacred masculine. Like he's just
0: yeah, he holds incredible space. He holds space for others in a way that I have just never seen before. Um, yeah, I just have never seen it quite like that before. And he really does a good job of being open with how he does that on the podcast.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Very receptive. Like you, you can tell he's taking it all in and he's so, so genuine. And then there is a lot of that space like space yes. to be you. So yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You can talk about your unicorn all you want <laughs> on this podcast. And then, you know, I also want to talk about a little bit of the backstory because we're talking about choosing differently and, and being in relationship patterns and relationship ruts and maybe our soul's up to learning something that takes us a while. And then there's a point of choosing differently And what did that look like for you? You want to tell some story?
0: Definitely. Yeah. And you know, it's, it's so interesting to try to reverse engineer it because I have, you know, now having had the experience of choosing differently, it's like, I've got to tell people how to do this because I want to help short circuit that shortcut it really for other people, Um, women in particular, but, but pretty much everyone, right. Who's choosing based on patterns, habits, sometimes trauma, whatever it is, but they're just choosing in a way that's fairly habitual and and potentially unconscious, you know, and it's true. We only, you know, we, we only know what we need to know when we need to know it. So there are things that remain unconscious for good reason um, because our souls are Ready to do it differently, and that's okay too. So, just for anybody listening out there, if you feel like you're choosing the same, you know, be gentle with yourself. I will never forget being out to dinner with a group of people, having just told one of my friends about somebody new that I was dating. The person was, um, you know, six years younger than me or something. And, and I was young at the time. So they were really young and it's pretty clear from the onset that it was, this person wasn't going to be my forever person. And so I, you know, my answer to her was, you know, she, so she says to me like, well, why, why, why are you dating them? And I was like, because they're the right person for me now. And there was this process of continuing to, choose differently each and every time but not necessarily choosing like we would call Adam now the unicorn not necessarily choosing the unicorn th- that time but you know continuing to elevate in my choices and so and I just like I knew clearly I was like this isn't my person and this is still the right choice for me now so I just want to say to anybody mm. who's going like oh I can't get over this hump of choosing differently just to be gentle with yourself so you know, I had a history for whatever reason of picking people who needed me more than I needed them. And that, you know, that was just something in me, maybe like the caretaker in me or the doer or the, like, I wanted to be in control or feel I think I wanted to feel powerful and on top, like oh, you need me, right? So I'm needed. And but the thing about that is that when you have an energetic mismatch, it doesn't matter what freaking direction it's mismatched. If you're the one who needs them more than they need you, or vice versa, it's just like the the energetics of it is not going to work ultimately. Yeah. and i had somebody demonstrate with a uh, like a yoga ball and they said you know let's push on this ball together and you push me over and see how that feels in your body. And I remember being like, "Oh my gosh!" In partnership, I am pushing people over. I'm like more powerful, mm. more passionate, more this. You know, insert whatever. I had more of whatever, and I was pushing people over. It felt terrible. We did the reverse where she then pushed me over, and I was like, "Yeah, I don't want somebody to dominate me. That's like not going to work for me at all." And then we did that the the thing of where we e- pushed it equal amounts, and I was like wow, that feels so good in my body. I feel supported, but I also feel contained and I feel met and et cetera. And I was like, that's that's who I'm looking for. And I've just like, I kept that in mind forever and ever. And I dated that other person right before I met Adam for four years. And I grew a lot in that relationship. And Adam and I have said, looking back at photos of each other from when we were in high school, like me, like with pink hair and acne and him, like tall, gangly, sweaty. And we're just like, oh, I'd have loved you then. (laughs) 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 And And yet both of us acknowledge that it's probably good that we were, we had not met. Funny enough, we had a thousand opportunities to meet and we were probably in a lot of the same places at the same time, but the universe didn't bring us uh, to meeting. And I'm glad for that because who I was when I was dating the person before him, is just like not who I was when I met
1: him. That's kind of a story leading up to it. I love it. And I want to, I want to pause the story and go into what you were saying about the ball and feeling in your body. And, um, you know, I know this about you, but you have this, uh, training in this somatic trauma modality. Um, and so, you know, I remember from our previous conversation, how you talked about being at a, was it a training? And you were at a training, and you had met Adam or something, and then and there was this choice point in the body about choosing differently?
0: Yeah. So let me think about that. So I didn't meet him at a training. Um,
1: let me try to think back to the story. So you were going to move to California, and you had met Adam. Yep. And there was this... I don't know. There was a choice point I remember that you went on a training or something to California and there was a choice point about seeing how yep. you wanted to choose differently in the body. Was that that story with the ball?
0: No, that wasn't the story with the ball, but so so that story is basically when my my that other relationship ended and shortly before I met Adam and I was in California at one of these trainings and I remember kind of having this experience of like, oh, me and this other person are finally getting to this point where we're more equal. We're just like, we're kind of moving into the same wavelength together. And I was like, you know, I was excited about that. And then they called me that afternoon while I'm halfway around, well, while I'm on the other side of the country, and they're like, I'm going to break up with you. Like, I'm you know, I'm done. And I was devastated of course, because it was out of the blue and I was far away from home. And I was like, but I remember I said to them, I said, this is the proudest I've ever been of you to be completely Mm -hmm. honest. And I know that this is the right decision. And, you know, I had this grieving experience that was so different than in times past, instead of, turning into a puddle, like, you know, really feeling like I had lost an arm, which would happen to me after breakups, whether they were the right, you know, none of them were the right person, but like, I just couldn't do breakups. Well, I really suffered. And I just was like riding these waves of, of deeper understanding of like, this isn't the right, this isn't the right match. Something else is coming. Now I understand I have capacity in my physiology to hold what I know I need, Mm. as well as kind of the yin and the yang of the sadness and the stillness and the uh, grief and the happiness and elation for what is, you know, what's happening to me right now. It was just like this great capacity to hold the pain and the joy.
1: Mm. I love that because when we're choosing, you know, out of trauma or out of lack, there we're choosing oftentimes to be filled up by someone,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and then I I feel this pivot in what you're saying where you you were at capacity to hold what you wanted to bring in, so there wasn't this need. To feel anymore, I don't know. Would you agree with that?
0: Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. It was like I, I mean, I was whole and unto myself, yeah. and I had had an experience shortly before this person broke up with me. When I, I it was like my thirtieth birthday, probably to the day. And I remember sitting in front of my mirror, doing my makeup in the morning and getting myself ready. And I'm listening to this amazing song that I had discovered, and I just like looked at myself in the mirror. I was like, I love the person that I see. Like, mm. I'm, I am so into this person. And that was not a common experience for me. I had been previously, you know, secretly or subtly full of self-doubt, you know, especially when it came to relationships, because I just, you know, I was reinforcing by picking people that weren't the right match for me and, you know, where I was trying to position myself on quote unquote on top, I was really doing myself a disservice because it was such a setup for failure to begin with that ultimately would end in fiery, fiery flames. And, you know, it reinforced the message of like, I'm not enough, nothing's Mm going to work. Um, you know, relationships are doomed to fail. Like I'm never going to get exactly what I mean. And I feel grateful that I held on to a, this nugget, this faith. I had this, this like faith, this blind faith in the back of my mind that was like, you're not, like you're going to be okay. Just keep riding the waves, keep taking, Mm. like doing the next right thing and picking the next right person when it's time to pick and just do your best and stay the course. But, you know, I had that other message going on too of like, of doubt, you know, I was holding that as well.
1: Right. Yeah. It's hard to, when you want a relationship, it's hard to believe That one day it will be there. But I think the golden nugget there that you said a few minutes ago was you were whole unto yourself when you met Adam. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that's like the foundation of choosing differently.
0: And the other piece about choosing differently with him in particular was that when I left that last relationship, I decided I was going to do this thing called circular dating, which meant that I was going to date a lot of people at one time. I was going to accept a lot of invitations to go on dates, um, not be intimate with them for the sake of that was just my choice. And also as a way to not get overly attached to one individual person. But I went ahead and I... I dated a lot of different people and so that gave me the opportunity to see where I was picking like I used to pick and where I was starting to choose differently and mm. it was such an amazing process because I mean I could I would never rank humans because it's not the right thing to do but like if I needed to order kind of the the match the how well matched each one I can see it instantly like po 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 in my mm-hmm. mind as far as who was well matched and that was wonderful because Typically in our world, we're not presented with a lot, a ton of options. And sometimes we don't even know that that is an option to date multiple people at a time. But if we give ourselves that opportunity, then we can really see like, oh, this person's good, but this person is inherently better for me. And so instead of just choosing good, I'm going to choose the very best. So I let some people go who were wonderful people and pretty good fits for me, but I was choosing the best.
1: Right, yeah. There's this belief that there aren't many options. You know, living where we live, I cringe when I hear women say there are no good men in this town, and I'm like, whoa, <laughs> please. You know, you're going to get that if that's what you're putting out there. But there are so many good men, Um, and they're great men. And so to stay open and and really um, know who you are and be whole unto yourself, and then. choosing um, is a much, much different engagement.
0: Yep. And I was so whole into myself that when I met Adam, I didn't actually choose him right away either. Mm -hmm. I I told a friend, I said, tell your friend, I think he's really cute. You know, he can be in touch. Right. But I also, when I looked into his eyes for the first time, I saw myself in him and that was a very different experience. I was like struck, but I was like, Whoa, you are me or you look like me is I think what, what, I used to remember feeling like you look like me. So Mm -hmm. there was some deeper like kinder kin relationship kind of feeling um, that he was. And, and, you know, I told him after our first date, so he did end up getting in touch and we went on a date a couple weeks later. And I said, you know, I think I'm going to know you for the rest of my life. I, you know, and I, I was moving away at that time, um, just so happened to be moving to the other side of the country, a block from where he had just moved <laughs> four months before. Oh wow! So all these amazing synchronicities, but I had, I was moving and I was like, you know, maybe we'll work together. Maybe I'll hire you for one of my projects or something like that. And I didn't just like give in. I just was not interested in, in jumping into something. I needed space to really discern for myself. And that, that way, when I did ultimately choose him, I was choosing from a place of sh- of true. It was cho There was so much choice involved. Uh, there was no more question about it.
1: Mm-hmm. And then you all got together. You got serious pretty quickly, right? Oh Yeah.
0: Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I kept dating these other people because that was my commitment to myself. And, you know, those became less interesting. And I told, you know, I told him I'm still dating these people. He said, do what you need to do. And eventually, eventually I, I had to say goodbye to all of them, obviously. And then, yeah, yeah, there was, you know, there's nothing to wait for at that point.
1: Oh, so sweet. <sighs> Arrival. Arrival. rival. (laughs) Awesome. Hey, it's Sarah, the host here at the sacred remembering podcast and the creator of embodied breath, where I use trauma informed coaching and healing methodologies to help you live into your full truth. So you can be who you desire to be in the world. I believe that every woman has a truth that she's not yet telling and that to own that truth first to herself and then maybe to the world changes and even saves her life. At sarahpoet.com, you'll find trauma sensitive tools, practices, meditations, my TEDx for modern women, an e-course to help you shift from silence into your sacred truth my blog with more stories and links to working with me personally in various durations. If that's for you, you can schedule a consultation at sarapoet.com. Everything changes when we align with the truth of who we are, when we own that truth and claim a path of sacred remembering. I believe it is the formula for everything from personal to global change. Thank you for being here and being a part of that change. Now, Here's today's guest. I would really love to hear more about the creations. I mean, tell whatever parts of your story you want to tell. Um, but I'm really intrigued that you said, you know, since 2020, you guys are stepping into more of this um, work in inside of your union or letting your union be of service to the world.
0: Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. That's probably how I would say it too. That's, it just sounds so pretty when you said it, let your (sighs) union, be of service. So I love that because letting, as opposed to making, forcing, doing, you know, it's letting just allowing it to be. And I, and that is, you know, I'll share a little of the backstory, but that's essentially what we're doing now is just being ourselves in public and letting that be of service to the world. Whoever needs it, whoever wants it is welcome to it. Like we're not going to hold back anything. And if you don't like it, obviously it's not what you need. Um, But as soon as I met Adam, I had just had this very structured set life where I'd gone to school, gone to grad school, started working for the federal government, like in order, because I had really, I I was somebody who was really good at taking care of myself. Um, And when I met him he recognized in me that I wasn't really quickly that I wasn't using my gifts and talents to their fullest expression. And I wasn't that happy in my job. And he encouraged me to quit my job. And I was like, you know, I fought him on it. So we fought on the, my, like leaving my job date. And, but it was amazing because I had never fallen so hard into the arms of anyone else in my life before, mm-hmm. and was not stoked to do that. And questioned myself a lot, and would, and would ask him, like, "Am I, am I not enough? Like, am I, am I lazy? Like, am I contributing? Like, I, I, I've never needed somebody this bad. Not, not at least in my adult life. Yeah, and you were used to being in charge. You were saying exactly. Yeah. yeah, and that was a huge like like what an interesting thing to not only pick somebody who I didn't need to overpower or be in mm-hmm. control of or dominate but then also to need them so badly right after that. Like yeah. so badly. So I had this huge health crisis on top of like I left my job and 2 weeks later I got diagnosed with cancer. So it was this just unbelievably <laughs> difficult time in my life where yeah. I, all I needed was help. And you know, we, we just started building together and it was like, Oh, we have to work together. I can't, I'm relying on him financially, physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually. And, he just helped me cont- every day I would have to refocus my mind okay wh- where am I going because this the path was completely unknown and he has been such an incredible support to help me focus in on my greatest gifts and honing in on what's most important for my contributions to the world mm-hmm. and at the okay. end of that you know I'm like we've come to this place where like one of those things is this work that we do together with the podcast, which is really a pot. It's just a podcast right now, but it's definitely about to be a book. It's going to be, you know, speaking engagements, retreats. Like I can see it growing already. Mm -hmm. And like, I, I can feel it that we are hitting a whole nother wave. Like, if you and I were to have this conversation a year from now, I would have so much else to say about Soul Union because I'm, you know, working together and doing together and being together all the time is just going to take it to a- another level that that I just don't even know yet. Oh, such a huge level. Such,
1: do you know the book Evolutionary Love Relationships? No,
0: but it sounds like I should
1: yeah I recommend it to you and to listeners, and I use that hashtag all the time. <laughs> um, but that's a part of new soul union consciousness on the planet is that the relationship itself is of service to the collective. and so you know, I just I see what you all are doing in that in that light in that evolutionary love light um, where the union. is the like act of service it's not just for you when you reach this point of conscious relating and you're both in your authenticity and both in your you know soul purpose and then there's like nothing left to do but you know you're elevating one another and then you're elevating consciousness on the planet you're it's like it's like too much love for one relationship and you're sharing it out
0: and that's what that's what I think, you know, that's what I think our experience is currently is that yeah. individually we both are people who care a lot about our impact. So we both care deeply about what we do and why we do it, like what our contributions to are to this world. And then you put us together and it's it's exponential. It's it has not been like, oh, two people make it double. It it has been exponential what we can do when we work in conjunction and, you know, collaboratively with one another. Um, I'm dying to tell you, I don't know if you saw this, but our, did you see my, my post that our, our podcast made Apple's top 100 relationship podcasts?
1: Oh, yay. Congratulations. (laughs)
0: Thanks. I'm just I don't even know. It's incredible. I mean, we've been doing it a year. We haven't marketed hardly at all word of mouth and a couple posts here and there, but we're that's awesome. Our headache, it sounds like, it sounds like this is what people need.
1: It is. And you can glean so much from your episodes. So you are not saying here's tip number one, here's tip number two. But in listening to the way you all are speaking to one another, I'm like, wow, <laughs> that's how they're holding space for each other. You know, it's just, it's, it's beautiful witnessing. Thank you for sharing it. Yeah. Thanks.
0: I wonder if there's a question that you have about what do you like, you know, it's interesting because last time I put you on the spot a lot. Last time we talked, oh, did you? <laughs> I, forgot yeah, I about was that. like, Hey, I have questions for you. Um, and, and, you know, I think I'm curious to know, you know, we've talked about a lot of it, um, and now we're talking about it again from a slightly different vantage point for the both of us and i'd really love to know what you what are your curiosities now cuz my my assumption is that your curiosities are the same curiosities that your listeners would have so it's like you you've chosen differently which is totally rad and what now like is it about like how to sustain it is it about you know what happens when it feels like it's going south like what is your curiosity these days
1: yeah, beautiful. Um so I almost passed this guy by because I first identified with a trauma response. So he was so interested and about a year ago, a little over a year ago, I had gone through such a surprising painful event that in my system there was still confusion around Um, a man's interest not equaling devastation right so the first two dates were amazing and then I had a fight or flight reaction and I fled and um and he you know he was like yeah you ran (laughs) what I did was like dive into my work and can I can I pause you real quick for sure What was the
0: story? Because, you know, that's the thing is we'll get a really, really believable story in our head. Right. Right. That helps us to make the decision to fight, fight or freeze.
1: Yeah, it was, it was like his interest was dangerous. Like it just wasn't safe. And, and the story that I used was I must focus on my work because I was coming up to December and there were a couple of big events and I was like writing this ebook and doing a couple of different things. And I was like, I must focus on my work. And because before relationship had distracted me from my work, I had allowed relationship to distract me. And so what I did was, Totally blew him off, um, used the work as an excuse. I did a bunch of that work, um, got the foundation laid, and then spirit said to me, so do you know now that the only thing that was wrong with that was your trauma response? Like, can you see it? And, and I totally could. And I heard the message loud and clear, and truly there was nothing wrong <laughs> other than my own shit. And so I called him and we were able to have these conversations and um, I was able to choose again. So I give that background story to now answer your question to say that, you know, I think it's women on the planet right now. I think it's, it's definitely in my spiritual path as well as my path with men and the masculine because I've only dated men. Um but I'm very capable of being a strong woman. I do not want to be solely independent or, you know, I'm, I'm really not even interested in absolute equality um, because I want to practice feminine submission. Like it's even beyond reception. It's like submission um, to a very strong masculine like my feminine craves that so and like this past year has been about my spiritual path of balancing the masculine and feminine within and so i am whole unto myself and now going back into practicing conscious relating it's that what you were what you were talking about when you were saying that um You were relying on him that, and then you got cancer on top of that. And so there was like, the universe was saying, (laughs) there is no choice. Like you will trust this man. You will depend on him. You will receive from him. And that right now is what I am consciously choosing to work with and choosing to allow my like barricades that are really ancient. It's not just this lifetime. It's like ancient barricades to true receptivity. Um, That's what I'm in right now. Mm -hmm.
0: You know, I, I thank you for sharing all that. And I think about, so what is that, how does that relate back to my relationship? And I think that, you know, I'll, I leave it to people like you to do sort of the, the, sociological researching, like getting really curious about the hows and the whys and all of that, you know, because because I spend too much time in that place for myself. I, Uh, you know, I'm just like, that's not how I'm oriented toward it. Like, what am I doing and why and whatever. But what I will say is, this is exactly what you're talking about, is that I just sort of allow a natural order to occur within me. And however that falls is however that falls. Now, when you look at it, you may see, oh, there it is that kind of feminine submission, you know, and and that's, that's like your job is to, that's my lens. Yeah. in, In other people. And so, but for me, it's like where does natural order arise in me, and how does that feel um, more like being than doing? And mm. you know, I don't have the answer to what it looks like um, or if it aligns with your theories, but I sense that that they have something in common, and that you know, I certainly love what you do and how you how you speak to it, and just everything about you. So, yeah, it's interesting because mm-hmm. the letting down you know, the letting down has been such a gift for me. And I, I continue, you know, I th- it's like, whether I want to or not, like last October, I, my knee dislocated and, um, you know, speaking of Adam, he had to put it back in place oh for God. me in a hotel gym because <laughs> we were, oh. and so, you know, he, I'm like, put it in, put it back. And he's like, Okay, <laughs> does this thing he's ever done before? And then you know, it's like the the universe has consistently said, you know, Marisol, you need to rest. You need to find yin. Yeah. You need to find rest. You need to find balance. You need to find gentleness. Um, you know, because it's part of my constitution to be fiery and to be Puerto Rican and to just go be do. And yet I still get called towards this balance within myself that I haven't been in touch with. And that's very much, you know, societal's kind of structure that has been created around me that I have been just as much a part of as anybody else.
1: Mm hmm. Hmm. And you asked me what I think women are probably thinking about when when we're listening to this, and and that's it. You know, like we have had this fight in us, you know, for all the reasons. And now I think we're craving the rest. Like we're craving to not have to hold up our whole worlds on our backs. You know, that's how it feels sometimes. Like I'm a single mama. You know, and I'm like, damn. I hold a lot. And so relationships are really going through a massive transition at this time while, you know, because women kind of took so much of that on and I'm trying not to go into all of the analyzing now again, but there was a collective surge, you know, surge of women taking it on a couple decades ago. And now I feel like there's this collective yearning for rest and when we're in these sacred relationships we don't have to fight for that anymore
0: mm-hmm.
1: that's how i see it
0: mm-hmm.
1: like your relationship is naturally providing that for you mm-hmm.
0: yeah it's definitely it's definitely true that everything about this relationship is easier than any anything I've ever experienced before. And not only that, like I, I say this often, it's like it's not that it's just easier or better. It's exponential like there's exponentially more goodness happening because of this relationship. Yeah. So whatever yeah. it is that we have come together to provide together in this world to each other and then, and then kind of inherently out to the world, you know, to be in a loving, healthy soul union like this is just a gift to everyone. It's just the bottom line.
1: Right. Right. Oh, I love it. Yeah. Where two or more are gathered and then, yeah, so much magic. So I have one more question that I'd love to ask you. How do you, Define for you, how do you define soul union?
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, that, that, that thing that I told you when I first saw him and I looked in his eyes and let's be clear, he's six foot three, I'm five foot nothing. My eyes are hazel. His eyes are blue. Like maybe we have a similar smile, but like, We aren't the same person. (laughs) And yet I look at him and I see myself in him. Hmm. And it's like, what else could that possibly mean other than our souls meet one another in a deep way? And this isn't about reincarnation, although it could be. It's not necessarily about anything other than like this zinger, this like zing. Hmm between us, this really deep soul connection. And then it leads, you know, kind of as you evolve in relationship or as we've evolved in relationship, it's just led to consistency. It's led to a, a consistent commitment to growth, a consistent commitment to remain in partnership and it's so deep. It's like, and nothing is going to shake it. Right. Like it's unwavering. And, you know, I can't say for certain that we'll live the rest of our days out together. I, I, I would be, you know, I'd bet a lot of money on the fact that we will, Mm -hmm. Um, but you know, but you know, you know, you really never know. And But in this moment, in the same way that I felt, you know, that dating the person before him was the right thing for me at that time. And not that that was a soul union, but I felt a knowingness that that was the right person for me at that time. I know that this is a soul union. Yeah. Yeah. And that, and I think, you know, back to the piece about like, when we are together, it makes the world a better place And from the basic premise of the type of love that we give to one another is the type of love that the world needs.
1: World needs. Yeah. Yeah. And then if you're loving one another like that, and you're being loved like that, then you're turning around and loving the next person like that. Yeah.
0: And I'm so, I just want to speak to him one more time. You know, I'm so proud of the work that he's done because he is a um, a two on the Enneagram. So he's a helper. So he is, he has wanted to be there to prop so many people up in his life. And although he's an incredible leader at work and in other areas of his life, you know, I have watched him, you know, both of us are growing to be better people because of each other. And I have watched him just totally open up to his natural born role as a leader in his personal personal life. It came naturally to him at work, but this is in his personal life. And he's, he's, you know, he's doing men's groups. And I don't remember if you, Hmm. somebody, either you or right around the time that you and I had the conversation last time, somebody said, when's he starting like a men's retreat or, or, or actually because of the podcast, I had somebody Hmm. reach out to me and say, um, how much does your husband charge for one-on-one work? And I was like, oh Yeah. Let me get back yes. to you on that. And right. I, was like, I was like, Adam, would you like a client? You know, you know, whatever. Yes. Uh, but he has a, he has a men's circle. And oh, wow. Yeah. I mean, seriously, if I could be a fly on the wall for that, um, an intentional, a men's circle where they enter into intentional space and it, I, you know, what a freaking thing, what a gift. I don't even know. I mean, what magic must be being made there?
1: Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. Thank goodness he's doing
0: that. I just hope he continues to do more of it. You know, I just, you know, whatever his path is, it is, it is so rich and ripe for being of service. So right now he's of service to the trees and he's of service um, to the environment. That's what he does for work. He's of service to communities impacted by climate change and you know, it's funny. He said, "I'm like talking about him all this time now. It almost seems like he should be sharing this piece." But when I first met him, he said he wanted to start when he was like in his early 20s. He wanted to start a group called White Men Against White Males. <laughs> wow, and like a group, just like a group about toxic masculinity. Like before yeah. that was even a buzzword. Right, just
1: like
0: how to get white men circled together? Right, yeah. and he's doing like it.
1: Yay! Right, and so soul union is going to shine that light on your own soul's path too. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, where you become more of yourself. I think I, there was something that wanted to be said, um, you know, potentially for listeners while you were talking, and maybe even back before you said all of that about Adam. Thank you so much for sharing. Um, he's he's this unicorn I'm going to get to meet one day. <laughs> um you know the way you were talking about just knowing like you just know and i do i have that just knowing feeling it's not an anxious feeling um you know in my relationship i i'm to be honest i well, will never be anything but but to put it out on this podcast <laughs> there's this part of me that's like oh wow like oh fuck <laughs> a little bit like that's how real it feels you know um but I want to lift up that we have the same knowing when it's not it. And we mm. look at, you know, well, we have like 70% of what we wanted or 80% of what we want or 90% of what we want. And then and then we wonder what went wrong, but we knew it. We mm. knew it when it wasn't it. And I like how you were saying, like, I was still in the relationship that was the next right thing, but I think I talk to so many women so often where they know, they know inside of themselves that it's not it. And so in this place of wholeness, being whole into yourself and knowing that it's possible, I also wanted to put that encouragement out there that, um, that you are worth, everyone is worth, uh this deep union.
0: That's right that's right. yep, and the more that we can in bolster, you know, that that becoming like loving who i saw in the mirror that when i turned 30, that was that was just also me being deeply attuned to myself that's and having done what i needed to do to become attuned to myself. and you know, that is the greatest gift we can give ourselves is really tending to ourselves and we don't live in a society that wants to support that although that is becoming more and more of the norm. If you hang out with the right people, that's right. And if you do that and you start taking care of yourself, you will know and you will have the courage to walk away from what is not right and good for you because you will also know that you are, that all is well and that you are okay. Yeah. And that there is exactly what you are looking for out there,
1: truly. Thank you for living that so boldly. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. So to conclude, yes, if you want to know more about living in that way and you can follow Soul on social media, um, will you please tell people where they can find you and find your podcast and the work that you and Adam are doing?
0: Yeah, thanks. So my work is called Soul Reflection, S-O-L Reflection. And so you can find me on Instagram. I also have a Facebook page if you prefer Facebook. Also, you can find me at com. So www.soulreflection.com. Um If you want, you can... Um, listen to our podcast, anywhere you get your podcasts, any app, that's probably the best place to get it. It's called Reading Aloud. It's a cute little tin type photo of us from our friend Ellen Leathers Wishert, who has a beautiful tin type studio she built in Dallas, Texas. We have a Facebook page, Reading Aloud Podcast. You can send us your thoughts and inspirations via email at readingaloudlove uh, yeah, reading at gmail.com. And if you live in LA, I have no idea when this is coming out but on february 14th we've been invited to do a live recording of our podcast at the white fire theater in sherman oaks right outside like a little um, area of la so we're so excited you can live stream it if you don't live in la tickets will be on sale for the live stream that day Uh, again i don't know when this is coming out but we're doing uh, this year we're going on tour so we might be coming to your city so stay tuned via the facebook page to get more information about that
1: Uh, I'm sitting here with full chills. Congratulations. Thank you so much. And thank you. Thank you for doing this work. And thank you for um, (laughs) living your union out loud. Thanks so much for having me. Lots of love, Sarah. Lots of love. Thank you so much for this conversation, Marisol, and to you and Adam both for living your union out loud to be an example for us all. Thank you listeners for being here Coincidentally, I'm launching a Foundations of Conscious Relating e-course for couples on the week that we release this podcast episode about couples. So you can head on over to SaraPoet.com for more information on that. Stay connected, everyone. Conscious relationships, as we heard today, help to heal us and then magnify outward to help heal the world. Soul union is big work. So big love to your Union This is Sarah Poet of Embodied Breath, and thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I'm curious, what was your biggest takeaway? Remember that you are not alone on the sacred path, and women are rising now together. You can visit my website, sarapoet.com for more tools and inspiration to support your sacred remembering path. Please be sure to check the show notes, subscribe to this podcast, share with a friend, and leave us a review wherever you listen to podcasts. I love to hear from you. Stay connected, and here's to your path of sacred remembering.